0: This is David, and I'm talking again with Carl Simmons and John Blanford about the KDE developers gathering in Bellingham and the KDE Plasma Active desktop. I'm talking with two gentlemen here today from Hacker Public Radio about KDE. Why don't you introduce yourselves?
1: I'm uh, John Blanford. My name is Carl Simmons.
0: And what's going on these days with KDE, and what can you, what news do you have to tell us?
2: Well, I, I think uh, the main thing here is that um, we're speaking to you. John and I are speaking to you from Bellingham, Washington, which is the location of Linux Fest Northwest, which is coming up the last weekend in April, April twenty eighth and 29th. ninth. And uh, one of the um, one of the sub events to Linux Fest Northwest is a regional meeting of of the KDE community in um, in the United States and um, uh, that there have been in the past uh, national uh, KDE meetings uh, for the United States and including also North America that is Canada and and Mexico Uh, but the the presence for KDE and the number of people who participate is certainly far less than it is in Europe so in Europe Uh, and actually the rest of the world there's an annual meeting uh, an annual KDE meeting um, called Academy uh, that is being held this year in Tallinn, Estonia which is about 10 days of intensive um, open desktop and um, things around the user interface Uh, that's going to be held from the 30th of June to the 6th of July Well, I'm on the organizing committee for that, even though I'm sitting here clear on the other side of the United States from that meeting. And um, so we decided we would have a regional meeting of KDE, regional to Northwest uh, United States, uh, to attract um, and have a meeting place for users and developers and businesses that use KDE. So, for those people that don't know about KDE, it started 15 years ago, um, last October. And uh, it was uh, developed uh, by a a guy who thought that it would be good to have a common interface for all these Unix programs. And so he came up with this thing called the Cool Desktop Environment that now has been turned into KDE. And I'm not going to go into all the details of of what, what the KDE community is about, but um, pretty much, um, it's a the main thing that people see is the um, the workspace, um, and it's called a plasma workspace. And this is what KDE users see when they interact with with their program, uh, with their computer. And um, so, uh, the meeting that will be held with Linux Fest Northwest is um, drawing attention to some high-profile. Uh, applications, and uh, some. uh, there will also be a presentation about the latest operating system um, for mobile devices and tablets that has just been in the last year has been introduced. Uh, I'm going to say a little bit more about that in a minute, but what we're trying to do is bring in applications like OwnCloud, which came out of the KDE community, and Krita, which is a uh, an outstanding um, digital graphics application that really operates like, like artists would use. So you can choose a particular kind of brush and a medium and then paint at, with, with your computer as if you were a real artist. So there will be presentations um, that directly affect or involve KDE. Um, and we will also reach out into the northwestern part of the United States to bring people from KDE in and, and continue to build this sense of community, sense of people working together. Um, I Every time I read the KDE mission or the code of conduct, it just makes me, I just am so proud to be part of this thing because these are people who work together, they respect each other, it's a meritocracy, but they also are innovative, unbelievably innovative. I think the biggest news, Dave, that that will come out of KDE in like around this time uh, is that uh, there's a new operating system truly open, uh, openly developed called Plasma Active. And this is an operating system that runs on tablets. So I'm looking for instance right now at a 10-inch tablet that's running um, the KDE user interface and it's been designed so that it's designed so that it fits with people's lives. It's not just a bucket to hold a whole bunch of apps. It's it moves and changes what it the way it operates depending on how you want it to do that. So if you're in school, you can have a particular kind of tablet. If then you move to your office, you can change the entire Format of of the operating system so it fits with what you're doing at the office Um, the news is that um, a company that John and I are involved with uh, has been named the United States distributor of that tablet and if you've been following um, Slashdot or any of the news uh, about the tablet this is a really big deal and um, what makes it a big deal is that the the leadership, including ourselves, are committed to developing a tablet operating system that's open, that people can contribute to, that uh, if somebody wants to privately brand it, they can. Uh, Unlike the other tablet operating systems that are out there that are kind of locked down and you have to do what the company says that you bought it from, uh, this is really an open source project, and so we're—I'm really proud to be part of it, and looking forward to what a community of open source people can produce with it.
1: Yeah, I think from my perspective, that's probably the most exciting thing about Plasma Active and, and the idea of having a, a truly open platform like that. Uh, you know, most of these systems, uh, you know, they're—they're they're very locked down. There's no uh, alternative to. Uh, the particular hardware. So in the, the operating system and the hardware are sort of locked together and you buy it and you have it and you know, very few people are gonna upgrade it and change it. Uh, but this gives you a really open platform that you can create your own uh, versions of, uh, of the OS and the, the uh, uh, user interface and customize it to whatever use you want.
2: Yeah, so a little bit more about that, um, David. People can go to plasma-active.org to get more information. Um, The company that has pulled all this together is called makeplaylive.com, and there's more specifications and the like there. And then, of course, people can go to kde.org and get more information about any of these things that we've been talking about.
0: Well, this sounds like a real cool event, and... Who is invited to the event, or uh, can attend?
2: Anybody can attend. It is truly part of Linux Fest Northwest. Um, what we the idea is that we want to provide an opportunity for people who are part of the KDE community, or who would like to be part of it, um, who want to be involved with development. Um, they can come and be part of be part of what KDE is doing, which is. In my view, is some of the most exciting stuff that's happening in technology right now. All
1: right. So this, this event will be essentially co-located with uh, Linux Fest Northwest. So uh, it'll be sort of mixed in with Linux Fest Northwest. We'll, we'll have the opportunity for KDE people to meet together, and there'll be KDE-oriented uh, uh, presentations as part of the fest. So uh, it, it is part of the the Open Fest.
0: Okay, that sounds real good. I have a question or two about the tablet and the tablet operating system. And I um, myself, I use an Android phone, and I I know a lot of people use the iPad and these type of things, and they do seem sort of locked down. And one thing that I find missing is having that um, sort of office type applications and this, and then being able to customize this. This plasma active then going to be there's going to be office. Applications in this available for it?
2: Yes, Um, one of the one of the families of applications that KDE develops um, is called Caligra. C a l l i g r a. Well, the Caligra team has been developing the the interface for the Caligra suite, which includes a word processor, spreadsheet, presentation software drawing software. It's a complete office suite. Um, they have been developing that so that it works well with touch. The thing about a tablet is that it's the interface is touch. You touch it and move around and magnify things and and uh, shrink them. And so you can't it's difficult to take an ordinary office suite and just, you know, launch it on a on a tablet. You certainly can do it, but you know your your finger is an awfully big mouse uh, pointer so it helps to have big buttons and to have only those things that you really need um, in this suite. The other thing that's very important um, to understanding about this world of mobile devices and tablets is that they're primarily consumption devices. Um, you would not want to sit down with the tablet if you didn't have an external keyboard you wouldn't want to sit down and type dissertation on it. Um, But to make presentations or to read papers or to do calendaring or any of those sort of office kinds of things, it's a perfect environment. I should also mention that um, there is an extensive um, calendaring, personal information management um, aspect uh, to KDE that also has been um, re- Focused to a touch environment, and that already is available, even though this thing has only been out and really in early form for about uh, six months i 'm going to say um, it already is perfectly usable for office kinds of things
1: yeah, I think the my understanding of it i 'm not a kde developer i 'm just a, a long time KDE user, but from what I understand, any KDE program will run in plasma active. You know, it's it'll it'll be okay, but not all programs yet have been optimized to work well in the tablet environment. But the you know, exciting thing is, you have got a bunch of existing applications. We don't have to start from scratch and create brand new applications necessarily. We can just take the existing KDE applications and work on optimizing them for this new platform for the touch environment. So,
2: I, I want to say one other thing that's that's pretty exciting, Dave. Exciting, Dave. That. Um, the In the early days, like going back, there was some controversy because KDE used the QT environment for widgets and the like, and there was some controversy about how exactly open that was and, and the like. So over time, that has been resolved. QT is perfectly open. It's a great um, uh, user interface um, um, set of tools. And uh, so we get a lot of support from... Uh, companies that use Qt well the the official group in Northwest Washington uh, the user group and the developer group for Qt is also going to be at Linux Fest Northwest and I I can't promise right now but I I believe strongly that we will have some Raspberry Pi's of the new Raspberry Pi uh, available uh, for people to code Qt on, and um, we'll be uh, if we can get them, we'll be giving them away at the world famous um, Linux Linux Fest Northwest raffle. So it'll be there's, there'll be a strong Qt presence as well.
0: Well, that sounds really exciting, and um, I have another question though about this tablet architecture. And since I have you guys on, and we are talking on Hacker Public Radio, if there was an application someone desired to have developed for this tablet architecture then there is there sufficient developers available to for say a large corporation or company say they want to take inventory or use for their sales force this type of a device is there developers available for um getting that kind of thing going and doing new and innovative things
2: yes um
0: we are already
2: talking with this is this is one of the things that John and I see as a huge opportunity for, for being the U.S. distributors for this device. Um, we are already talking with um, a fairly large and actually one of the largest corporations in the world that is uh, prominent in the medical field. I'm not going to say who they are because I don't have approval to do that right now, but um, I demonstrated a... Um, A medical application uh, that uses a a QT based interface uh, that allows for monitoring and dosages and all those sorts of things and so they're they're interested and you know we will continue to pursue that conversation but the fact is that they could take everything that's been developed they could use the tablet they could even come up with their own tablet and use the operating system in the interface and the the user experience um, parts of the of the interface to develop completely their own privately branded uh, device operating system look and feel um, put their own logos on it they could do anything with it that they wanted because it's open source and what we want to do uh, everybody who's involved in the project is encourage those kinds of companies to come on in tell tell what they want and if they don't have the developers in-house then yes there's quite a number of people um, available who do QT development who do um, you know some of the more complex development and plus with QT there's some very uh, simple things that can be done without hardly knowing how to program at all so um this is a way that we can expose the developers who've been working in KDE and who have the skill set to do these kinds of projects. Um, I expect that there will be some some fairly significant companies that come out of uh, the possibility that this that this um, tablet represents.
1: So, so, on a technical level, there's like two development environments for it. One is uh, Qt and C++, so that's sort of the base environment that you do more complex uh, programming in. And certainly C++ is a you know a widely understood language and widely widely uh, used language. Uh, Qt is probably a little less uh, compared to some other things, but um, is certainly uh, very well reviewed amongst programmers as for the, for very good design uh, uh, for that. The other, uh, technical environment is something called Qt Quick, which is more of a quick application environment, uh, development environment where you take, uh, components that are created in Qt and then sort of animate them using, uh, uh a scripting language to create simple applications that way too. So that's, uh, a, uh, environment that I think is, has a lot of, uh, promise for doing, uh, uh, you know, application or, excuse me, business specific applications.
2: You know, Dave. There's another scoop that I want to tell you about, and I, I don't want to get too far off in the weeds about this. But the underlying um, Linux distribution that this uh, that this runs is actually an extension of the MIGO project that um, Intel and Nokia worked on for quite a long time. So some of the lead developers from MIGO uh, continued that project. And continue to refine it, and they've developed build services and, and some other um, utilities to be, t- to provide the underlying really thin mobile optimized operating system for uh, tablets. But it's not just tablets, because the same operating system is running on smartphones. Uh, some of the high end Nokia uh, smartphones is running this operating system. Um, and uh, some of uh, uh, the people have actually, um, if they've taken devices like perhaps you have and they will um, instead of running uh, Android, they'll install this complete operating system on, so there's quite a number of people who have done that.
1: So that's called MERs? MERs
2: MERproject.org Really great people I mean, they're really good technicians but they're also committed to open source so it's Migo became the the guys from Migo continued with Mer M E R. Their website is merproject.org, dot um, and it's yeah they're going great guns.
1: So the, the stack here is like you know Mer is the underlying Linux that's running on there, and then Plasma Active is essentially the desktop and the environment, the development environment for for the tablet. Yes,
2: and then in addition to that, John, there's another. Uh, I would call it the, the user experience um, is called Contour that was developed by a German company called Basuscom, B-A-S-Y-S-K-O-M.com. And they're just, they are lovely at design and thinking, thinking about how to use a device from the perspective of, of the user. And so um, it's really, uh, it's, everything's been openly developed. It's open source and uh, we just want a whole bunch of people to join in the fun and do something with mobile operating systems such as was done
1: with Linux itself. And come to the KDE meeting at Linux Fest Northwest to learn more, I guess, where we're headed.
0: <laughs> well, and that's going to be on the 28th and 29th of April in 2012 also. Then. Yes, that's right. In, correct? Yes. Yep. And I just have to ask this, and I, you guys seem very plugged into the, open source and software community in that so you are saying that this operating system and platform is actually going to be revolutionary and you expect something really big to happen with it is that correct
1: well i'm going to hyperbole but go ahead john well i think so i think there's a real power to openness and you know there's a lot of uh creativity in our community in the open source community. And you know there are open source projects that run on you know things like Android or or uh, iOS or what have you, but it's not the quite same quite the same thing as having a fully open stack from from the hardware to the operating system to the desktop environment to the applications. It's all open. Uh, The hardware is produced you know uh, to, to particular specifications, but. All, this, all the all um, the uh, uh, specs on it are all open, so it's a, it's an open stack from top to bottom, and I think that's that is revolutionary. And you know, we, there's so many things that people can think to do with that kind type, type of uh, freedom.
0: This is David again. At this point of the interview, the server crashed, and we had enough information, so I'll just say that's a wrap. Thank you to Carl and John for sharing about KDE and the KDE gathering. Thank you.